Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy market developments in these extraordinary COVID-19 times. In this second series, we aim to focus on what the world looks like after the crisis. Joining me, Richard Svarsson, on the podcast today is Christian Ruby, Secretary General of Euroelectric. A warm welcome to you, Christian. Thank you. How are you coping, Christian, with the with the crisis and this outbreak? So I think we're uh, we're coping just fine in Euroelectric. We're, we're fortunate to have a um, a very good setup to to handle such a situation, and um, the nature of our work has also allowed us basically to continue operations. We see delays and some projects, but by and large, I would say our work program and our cooperation with the uh, European Commission has continued very well. In a certain sense, I, uh, you could say that reflects the sector. The power sector has been very successful in basically structuring operations, putting in place uh, emergency measures and, and securing business uh, continuity throughout this very difficult uh, time. And, um, and as a consequence, we haven't seen any major problems with security of supply across the continent. And I think that's, that's very good news that is really a tribute to all the hardworking people out there and a clear message to society that you can rely on the electricity sector when the going gets tough. But how would you describe the impacts of the COVID-19 virus on, on Europe's power sector? How has it affected it so far? Well, I think that uh, what's really important here is to say, first of all, that uh, when you have such a major downturn of economic activity, of course, uh, that's going to have an impact on our sector as well. Specifically, we've seen across geographies in Europe a drop in power demand. In some countries, it's been very severe, up to 25, 30 percent. In others, less so, more in the region of 10 percent. But overall, we've seen a significant drop in electricity demand and hence also a drop in prices. And that, of course, is going to be legible on the balance sheets of utilities by the end of the year. Now we're in this phase of, of gradually bouncing back. We're seeing the uh, measures being easened in a number of countries. But the fact remained that we had a period of significant slowdown, which means that overall, when assessed in the rear mirror, this year is going to be one where the power demand and the revenues from power generation and distribution dropped across Europe. How, how long do you expect that this sort of hunger, you know, these effects to linger? Are we talking months, years before things return to maybe pre-COVID-19 times for the power sector? You know what, Richard, if I knew the exact answer to this <laughs> question, I would be a rich man. Of course, yeah. But mm. I think what we're seeing here is that, uh, first of all, we have a divergence across different member states as a consequence of the different impacts that the uh, coronavirus has had in different countries. Italy is gradually opening up. Spain is gradually opening up. Uh, we're seeing other countries that are a bit uh, behind that curve. What we overall expect now is that we have had a very, very strict lockdown almost across Europe, and this will now gradually be easened. That is also going to mean that we're going to see a second wave of contagion that will perhaps also result in a second lockdown later this year. But overall, we're now in a phase of a gradual return where companies are progressively starting to send back their employees, create plans for how this can be done in a way that is still, you could say, corona compliant, in a way where there's a 
proper distance between people, where they're wearing proper masks and where the um, sanitary facilities are there in order for them to minimize a risk of contagion. So over the coming months, we're going to see this gradual opening up. Then we'll probably see more people catch the virus and then there may be uh, a tightening of restrictions again. And this is something that we may see, uh, let's say, go up and down in waves until we have a breakthrough on the vaccine, uh, which uh, most experts assess to be somewhere between 12 and 18 months away. And overall, this is going to be clearly legible in the growth uh, figures of all our economies, but also, as I said, on the balance sheets of power utilities. So there's still a, a long way to go. But I was going to ask you, Christian, about social distancing and, and especially homeworking. I mean, for, for me and you, maybe homeworking is, is not so much of an issue. Um, you know, it's maybe juggling family commitments, etc., homeschooling. But what about, I mean, if you're running a, or operating a power plant or, you know, a big sort of large scale infrastructure, how, how does that work? Yeah, I think what was really impressive to see throughout this crisis was how quickly and how agile the sector was able basically to adjust operations. Uh, we saw utilities basically overnight switch 50,000 people to work online at the same time, people that had been in the office the day before. So extremely impressive. What they also did in the, in the initial phases of this was to very quickly uh, assess who are the critical people for operations? What are the operations that cannot be affected by people having the virus? You can imagine if you run a power station or some critical grid operations, it's really critical that you don't have people or even entire teams uh, be hit by the virus and, and thereby compromise the operations. So these people were isolated and uh, that way, um, Utilities across the continent were able basically to avoid any fallouts and any blackouts for the duration of this period. Looking more generally in, at, at what this is going to do for, for, let's say, work life, I think we're moving into a new phase where we'll see much less traveling. We will see much more remote working also a long time after we have, in quotation marks, return to normal. So we'll see a different way of working. And, and what was really fascinating was that pretty much every utility across the continent was able to basically run the electricity system with people working remotely. Yeah, no, it's been very, very impressive. What you know, do you expect the post-COVID-19 power sector to look like? We are going to see a number of changes, I believe. First of all, the squeeze on liquidity is going to mean that people will be somewhat more cautious with investing for a while. We're also going to see, I believe, a change in the mix. Uh, we've seen now that essentially the operations that require fuels are prioritized less because they basically come with higher costs, higher marginal costs. And, um, and in general, 2020 has been a year where we've really seen massive advance of renewables in a number of different member states. So I do think that we will see a quicker switch to low carbon sources uh, throughout 2020. And, and I think that this is going to bite. I think this is going to, to stay. Then I think that uh, the political response to the crisis will be the litmus test for how societies overall are going to be responding to this. 
there's a near full consensus that the recovery from COVID-19 should be a green recovery, that we should make sure that the measures we put in place to tackle the economic downturn should be aligned with the overall political priorities of decarbonization and digitizing the economy. If politicians are able to follow those priorities in their crisis responses and their economic stimulus packages, then I believe we can see a decisive and significant move forward towards an accelerated decarbonization of Europe. So a cleaner, greener Europe. Christian Ruby, thank you very much for joining the Montel Pod Extra today. You're welcome. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.